the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. <laughs> Hump day! Hump day it is! Glad to have you guys here with me. Pardon me as I get a little bit of a slow start. I'm educating some people on Twitter about the plan of salvation. Because let me tell y'all, Hollywood is acting like they're the morality police, but without the hijabs and without any morals. And we're going to talk about that towards the end of tonight's show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Speaking of morals and the morality police, who else has been acting like that? Maybe some establishment people when it comes to Trump. We're going to talk about the fallout the day after of Trump's historic speech. And let me tell you, it was historic because I don't know in my lifetime, I can't think of another president who was in office, was under a constant coup attempt for about five, six, seven years, jackbooted out through the jackboots of tyranny out of office to still stay standing when every other Republican would be in a corner eating his hair. And then throwing his hat in the ring to run again. Absolutely extraordinary. Let me tell you guys, for those of you criticizing Donald Trump, for those of you today saying not Trump, somebody else, fine. But make an argument as to why not Trump and have it be more than about mean tweets. And have it be more than just his energy was really low. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the analysis today. Let me bring him in officially. And by the way, 888-344-1170. We want to hear your next day thoughts on the speech. We want to hear your next day analysis now that everybody's had a chance to digest a little bit, you know, ponder a little bit, let things marinate. Y'all know I love a good marinade. That's the only way to eat a fried chicken, by the way. It's got to, you got to marinate it first. But now that you've had a chance to marinate, I want to hear your thoughts. 888-344-1170. If your thoughts is that, you know what? The Trump brand has been damaged. You think it's Trump's fault. You think the establishment did everything that they could since he came down the escalators to destroy the brand. And you think it's just too late for him and we need to replace him. Fine. But you can't call and just tell me. I'm not tolerating anybody else telling me Trump can't win. You must articulate to me who could win besides him and why. And you have to include something beyond just Trump's personality, because uh, because everybody's saying that Trump can't win. The big argument today is Trump can't win. Trump can't win. And it's the same people that were telling us he couldn't win in 2016. Same people. Some new people, but mostly the same people. And even the new people, it's for the same reasons we were told that he couldn't win in 2016. Many of the people telling you that he can't, that he couldn't win in 2016 were the telling were the people that were telling you who could win, and it had to be middle of the road quote moderates like John McCain in 2008 and Mitt Romney in 2012. The, these were the electable candidates that got their butts kicked. Paul Ryan 
coming out and saying that Trump can't win, man, you got humiliated by Joe Biden in a vice presidential debate in 2012. Absolutely humiliated. Joe Biden won that debate without doing anything but laughing the entire time. In 2008, the only reason why John McCain had anybody even show up to a rally, let alone having any shot at winning the presidency, was because of Sarah Palin and the liberal lunatics within his campaign did everything they could to stop her from questioning Barack Obama. They they installed Barack Obama into the White House. But let me tell y'all, Sarah Palin, who was MAGA before we knew about MAGA, crushed Joe Biden in in that debate. These same people telling you that Trump could not win in 2016, telling you who was electable. Let me, well, okay, we'll give him, we'll give him George W. Bush. Bush won in 2000 by the skin of his teeth with 500 votes in Florida. But was that really a win for us? Do you think it's a win? Because all he did was govern like a Democrat. I'm past the point and have been since George W. of thinking that simply because somebody has an R after their name, it's a, it's a win for us. And we can go the route in 2024 of having the establishment. And by the way, before I move off of W, uh, there was absolutely no daylight between his policies and Barack Obama when Barack Obama took office. And if I'm going to have a president waste time and treasure to the tune and and bodies to the tune of trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars in a 20 year war, has spent trillions in a spying operation on American citizens, expand government and bloat it. With, with adding on entire departments that do nothing but weaponize or do nothing but are targeted and weaponized against the American people. I'd rather it be under a Democrat than a Republican president. There's nobody telling me today that Donald Trump can't win in 2024 who wasn't telling me that same crap in 2016. It's largely the consultancy class trying to push that narrative in the minds of the American voter. And they were the same people, by the way, that when Trump was running for office in 2016, that were saying that, that you know, he, there's no way he could win unless he changed who he was. The consultancy class said there was no way Donald Trump was going to win unless he stopped the mean tweets. Unless he stopped being who he was. He ignored this consultancy class and he won. It's a little bit different now, though, is it? Or is it really? I don't know. If the only, uh, and, and, and the mean tweets and the harsh personality and the calling people names that wasn't there in the speech last night it was inspirational it was hopeful it was agenda driven and the agenda that was driven was all about america first it was what 75 million americans including the the blue wall that came down to vote for him all same agenda items why would anybody think that that agenda is no longer popular with the american people and why would anybody think that somebody else is the better torchbearer for that? There's not a better torchbearer for it. The, the brand has been damaged. Absolutely. And who damaged it? Mitch McConnell? He got reelected today, selected to be Senate minority leader. Because thanks to him, thanks to him, we are still the minority in the Senate. Here's what he had to say. Let me see if I can find this little clip of Rooney of... Loser McConnell. Here's what he had to say about the midterms. Clip five. I never predicted a red wave. We never saw that in any of our polling in the states that we were counting on uh, to win. 
candidate quality, you recall I said in August, is important. And in most of our states, we've met that test. In a few of them, we did not. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville supported... Okay, let's think about that for a second. I didn't predict a red wave. You didn't want a red wave. Was there any, was it, did anybody from the, John Fetterman is a brain dead vegetable practically from, from a stroke. Did the head of the Democrat party come out and say, we've got a candidate quality problem? Are you kidding me? They dumped as much money as they could into every Democrat race. McConnell didn't. He ran. He pulled money. Only for MAGA candidates. Some of which still won. Some of which would have won in Arizona. We've got to talk a little bit later. I've got some some amazing detailed information for you guys that gives the blueprint of what we can do with these ballot gal- these ballot um, not harvesting ballot gathering machines that are going around. We were outspent, outmaneuvered, and out machined, if you will, outsmarted. Carrie Lake still has not conceded, and she shouldn't. What happened in Arizona? These citizens that came forth today. In a hearing, one of which was a 20 year old who, who talked about how it was the first time he voted and what he went through, what he went through in excruciating detail in the machines should shock the conscience of everybody. We were outsmarted, outspent, outmaneuvered, and there was absolutely no ground game. And that's exactly what Mitch McConnell wanted. On top of that, he badmouthed our candidates. So, of course, he didn't predict a red wave because he didn't want one. He's the happiest he could possibly be right now being the head of the minority. Because then he and Ronna McDaniel, and by the way, what's the other big complaint about Trump? Why was the MAGA movement der- der- deriled, defiled, and defamed over Jan 6 and beyond? Because of, quote, election denial. Who put out the, uh, the election denial narrative? Did Ronna McDaniel not send email out after email after email all day long to, quote, stop the steal? Raising money to, quote, stop the steal? Raised four hundred million dollars and didn't spend a dime on it. So, so, but, but it's Trump's fault. And then after then, after they got that money and then did nothing, and she skipped off on an island somewhere during the uh, the Georgia runoffs. Since then, they've done everything that they could to destroy the MAGA brand, to destroy Donald Trump. One of the other things Mitch McConnell had to say today was. Um, in, in regards to the midterms was that, you know, the, the independents, I think it was, they're tired of chaos. They're tired of this. Who, who manufactured the chaos? There's not one area of chaos around Donald Trump that was, as, that was of his doing. It was 100% manufactured by the uniparty system. Whether we're talking about the chaos surrounding the phony Russian collusion, that it, was Trump in charge of the chaos that began under the uh, Crossfire Hurricane, FBI, DOJ, weaponization plan in the summer of 2016? It was the Republican Party that knew immediately into 2017 because of closed door testimony that there was not one bit of evidence that had anything to do connecting Trump to Russian collusion. And yet they went on media all day, every day and said, we've got to let the investigation continue. Also, that they could stop the people's agenda. The people's agenda from being implemented. And then on top of it, it was leak after leak after leak after leak. Every bit of chaos, including then we had to have the Ukrainian whistleblower. Every bit of chaos, 100% orchestrated by the uniparty system. 
They manufacture chaos around Trump and then say he's the chaos candidate and he's got too much baggage. I am sick and dang tired. And they oh, were the also Republican saying that his, his speech was very dark and depressing, They're always calling what, what they actually do because that's what Biden did. Well, yeah, that's a good point. But the big, the, but the big criticism of him today is that he, is that he was he was too he was too statesmanlike. Oh no, you know what? I Andrea, <laughs> as we said yesterday, from beginning to end, he was polished. Absolutely. Here's what um, Stuart Varney of the formerly conservative, formerly credible uh, network called Fox News had to say about the speech last night. Clip two. Uh, so I'm sure you're very supportive of, of, of your father-in-law, <laughs> but those of us on the outside looking at it, it didn't seem that he got the old magic. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I highly disagree with that. Look, for Donald Trump from the very beginning, from the first day he came down the escalator in 2015 in Trump Tower, it's never been about elected officials, politicians, people, uh, you know, in the swamp in D.C. It's been about the American people. And if you look around the room last night, you had people from all different walks of life. The energy there at Mar-a-Lago was absolutely incredible. It really did, to me, feel like the 2015-2016 campaign all over again. Let's not... Yeah, just uh, that was that was Lara Trump. You know what, Trump family? I don't know why you bothered to still go on that sham of a network, quite frankly. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, I wouldn't reward them. You want to talk about no magic? Let's talk about <laughs> no magic, Mike. <laughs> he ain't exactly Channing Tatum dancing to Genuine on the CNN town hall tonight. And if you're not familiar with Channing Tatum and Magic Mike dancing to Genuine, I suggest you ladies at least give it a Google. We're going to uh, take a little break. We come back. John Guandolo is going to be here from Understanding the Threat. He's got a he's got a post out today about who who's the bigger liar, the communist and the Democrat Party or the Republican establishment. Stay tuned. John Guandolo will be here next. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. John Guandolo is going to be here. Lots of people with advice today for uh, Trump going forward with his campaign. Do you have advice for Donald J. Trump going forward? What What would you be say to him? to yourself. 888-344-1170. So Skin says, be authentic to yourself. Absolutely. With Dinesh D'Souza, a lot of people are passing around advice Dinesh D'Souza has given Trump today. It was, number one, don't attack fellow Republicans. I think I can agree with that. And I think that we saw Trump stay away from that last night. His second advice was he needs to begin to get very specific about how he's going to dismantle the deep state. Do you guys agree with that? Because Trump, what he did in 2016 was tear down the Democrats of the blue wall and bring in Democrats and independents. Do you how much I think I think I think it's I think that I like that idea, but it's going to have to be done. We're we're at seven years later. There's still people that think that Trump colluded with Russia. We are seven years behind on false narratives getting ingrained in the minds of the American people. Part of the reason why so many Americans jumped on board with the nonsense that was us. And there was another announcement today for more billions going to Ukraine was based upon the, the American people being so rab like rabid dogs against Putin. Right. Um, it, we there's still people chanting drain the swamp. 
I don't, I, there, there needs, there's going to have to be a lot of education around why that's important. There's going to have to be, you can't just say, here's my plan to dismantle the deep state without having to really do a lot of educating. And the Republican Party establishment will have to get on board with that messaging. And they did nothing to do any messaging and still are not doing any messaging. The, here's, in fact, here's the, the third thing before I get into the, what the Republican Party establishment is doing for messaging. The third thing Dinesh D'Souza said was that he needed to pick somebody who could be a judge to help him know and identify who would be backstabbers. I don't like that idea, and let me tell you why. Because Trump would have to use the same rose-colored lens to pick that judge that he did when he picked the wrong people to support him. Um, He is overly loyal to a fault. He needs to bring in outside people. He needs for the first thing that, that he needs to do is is to distance himself from the establishment. Yeah, unfortunately, he sees the best in people. Right. The great news is, is that Ivanka Trump issued a statement that I love my father, but I'm not going to be involved in politics anymore. The left is running with that today as though that's bad for us. No, Let me good. tell you, there's not anybody that paid attention to anything that went on during his administration um, that wants that that wants Javanka anywhere near the White House. In fact, the only chance that a, a, a next Trump administration could have for success would be if his if Jared and Ivanka didn't even show up for the Easter egg roll. OK, I don't want them anywhere near the White House. They were a disaster. Nowhere near the White House should be anybody who has been within the swamp in the last 20 years. He needs to stop taking... Who's coming out against him now? Chris Christie? That's who supposedly advised him to hire Ray for CIA. Quite frankly, what he needs to be doing, and I don't think it was too soon for him to declare, because he needs to spend the next two years not finding a judge to come and whisper in his ear, uh, you know, to tell him who would be a backstabber. What he needs to do is uh, he needs to start amassing an outside of Washington uh, machine to take in with him. No establishment. No establishment. And here's an example why. Uh, The first piece of messaging about policy from the Republican establishment today is Mitch McConnell talking about the achievements he made with Joe Biden in the past two years and how he wants to work with Joe Biden more going forward. Clip four. In terms of their lives. And so my message to the administration, and you saw some of it this year, let's find some things between the 40-yard lines that we can agree on and do them. And we did some of that this year. Infrastructure, chips, school safety, mental health. We need to make some progress for the American people, but it's going to have to be in the political center. If the House becomes Republican... I can't even listen to him anymore. I'm beginning to lose my mind out of anger. All they want to do is, is that not the uniparty? Is that not the uniparty right there? Success? The American people, when, he, when we did this chips, do you guys, I'd even, I didn't even bother to come to you guys with this chips deal that he did because all it was was pave the way for more um, lining the pockets of crony capitalism and people like his wife, Elaine Chow, and people like Nancy Pelosi's husband. That's all that deal did. Infrastructure? All he did was join with the Democrats to spend our money and lead us to where we're $32 trillion in debt. Is there anything that he said in any way matches 
what any anybody in the Republican Party has said that they wanted? Did he talk about the border? Did he talk about how Chuck Schumer said today that they are pushing for 100% full amnesty for every illegal alien that's in this country? No, he didn't talk about that, did he? School safety? What school safety? Oh, he must be bragging about the gun control bill that he and the Republican Party join in on. While babies uh, had been, while the real cause of babies being slaughtered in Uvalde was the police force down there that let them be picked off like ducks in a shooting gallery. Is that what he's bragging about? Let me tell the Republican Party, I've got to speak at a Republican group tomorrow, and I have no idea what I'm here to tell you. I have no idea what I'm going to say. I'm likely to say it's my last time to speak at a Republican Party. And if you do, I think you should tell them why. Because I just don't think I can stomach it anymore. I'm supposed to do what? Go and talk about, yay, Nancy Pelosi's not going to be Speaker of the House anymore. While today, the Republican establishment said before McCarthy was was selected, they said that they were going to work with Democrats and put a Democrat in as Speaker. That's where we're at. We got a country to save, as Larry Elder would say. (laughs) We're going to talk to John Guandolo from understanding the threat when we come back we're going to talk about identifying the threat and how we save this nation when we come back from the break andrea k the donut queen of san diego it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego welcome back to tonight's andrea k show what's the opposite of non-magic we've gotten we know who magic mike is we already talked about What's the opposite of non-magic? We're going to come up with a nickname for Mike Pence with this little sad town hall that he's got going on on CNN. (laughs) Anyway, um, by the way, am I the only one that's still nine months later getting messages from Uber Eats that my 50% off is expiring in two days? It's been nine months later. These people are still constantly hounding me. Uh, If I were to use Uber Eats, it would be to get me some more food from Still 94. Best food ever. I got to thank them again for sponsoring us for uh, midterm uh, coverage that night. Joining me now is probably, I probably work harder to bring John Guandolo on my show than I think anybody in the history of the show. He's just that amazing. He's just that hard to get. And so I'm super excited to have him on tonight, particularly at this time, because he wrote a piece. (laughs) Are communists more honest than establishment Republicans? Perfect night to have him on. John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me, and as always, I really enjoyed being on with you. Okay, so, um, by the way, for people who don't know what Understanding the Threat is, it's the only organization in America that provides tools to leaders, police, citizens, to identify and dismantle jihadi, terrorist, and communist networks in our local communities. Little did we know, John Guandolo, that the communists in our local communities might be our own Republican Party, right? Well, yeah, and I, you know, the the... The article I wrote, I didn't write it tongue-in-cheek, but I did write it to to really um, put the question right in people's face. Uh, would it have been better that Mitt Romney or John McCain be the president or Barack Obama? And I think there is an argument to be made that it's better that Barack Obama was the president because at least he told us, I'm going to fundamentally change America. You know, Bernie Sanders you know, said, I don't mind when people call me a communist. You want to know why? Because he is, Uh, you know, and so when, uh, and I would, to my own home state of Texas, where we had a full-blown commie 
Robert O'Rourke, Robert mm-hmm. Francis O'Rourke, running against Greg Abbott. And for people out there who don't understand, 3.6 or more uh, million votes for the communist in Texas. And even if you say, well, you know, we think there's a lot of voter fraud, which clearly there was some, but okay, 2 million. So 2 million Texans voted for a commie. Yep. I mean, think about that. That's where we are today. So I, I would argue we have two, two issues to discuss. First of all, the idea is, uh, you know, what I think is interesting in, in comparison to like Mr. Obama telling us, I'm going to fundamentally change America. At least O'Rourke was honest. He said, I'm going to take your guns. I'm coming after your property. I'm coming after your money. And the, the problem is most people, and I just this week, I've given two briefs to, in two different areas of Texas to uh, you know, people very engaged. And I can tell you at the ground level, they realize that the RNC and the Republican establishment is the enemy of their county Republican club if the county Republican club or organization is actually filled with patriots who want liberty and want to rule and govern themselves at the county level. And when patriots run for local and state office, it's the GOP leadership that pours millions in against them. Yep. That's so what ha- I'm glad. Money. I want to pause right there because we have heard for over a week the immediate pylon before votes were even tallied in key MAGA races. It was Trump's to blame for the lack, lack of the red wave, lack of the red wave, when the very people uh, you know blaming him were the people that intentionally sabotaged the midterms. And they're the very people, by the way, that have allowed this country to become an electorate that would vote for a communist, like in Texas, or that would vote for a brain-dead vegetable like Fetterman in Pennsylvania. That's right. And you just you just brought up a great point. And I want to I, I hope uh, because I know your audience is uh, probably as well educated as any uh, group in the country because they're listening to you. But this is very serious. People at the ground level, I believe, and, and people I've talked to because the last two nights, Monday and uh, Tuesday night, I gave, like I just said, briefs to multiple groups. Some of them were uh, two or three groups in one gathering of uh, Republicans, and these are people very influential in the DFW area. Uh, and the, we've got to understand this. What you just said about the Republicans saying, see, you know, we're, we're weary. The, the voters are weary of Trump, and Trump is to blame. At, from an information operation standpoint in this war, what we're looking at from understanding the threats perspective is if you see them legally go after Mr. Trump, like indict Mr. Trump. And this is the setup. This is the Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell. He just made a comment yesterday. This is them teeing up Donald Trump. I believe that the week before the Mar-a-Lago raid, when Dick Cheney went on national, you know, put out that ad for his daughter and said, Mr. Trump's the most dangerous guy. I believe that was the green light from senior Republican establishment telling the commie Democrats, go for it. You've got the green light, go to Mar-a-Lago. 
that was it. They were giving full green light the uh, the operation there. Now that may sound for people that aren't following, but you have to understand these things do not happen randomly. No. And when you see them starting to tease something up like this, like people are weary of Trump, that, that mm-hmm. that's the mantra they're nailing. And, you know, there was no red wave because of Trump because people are weary of Trump. Oh, and he's the it, chaos guy when they're the ones that manufactured the chaos. Right. I mean, I'm involved in a uh, an issue in another state and have been uh, helping some attorneys with some of these issues. But the, it's all about they are going after patriots. The, mm-hmm. the president of the United, or, you know, Joe Biden said in 2021 that white supremacists, are a lethal threat to the country. And that's a legal term. And that gives the FBI and DHS the authority to start doing stuff. And then last, this past summer, he stood there and he said, he equated the white supremacists to MAGA. And if you're MAGA, you're white supremacists, and you're the most dangerous movement in American history. And the attorney general, uh, Garland said it and off we go. Now we've got Patriots homes getting raided. The the probable cause for these raids is spurious, in my professional opinion. I think this is the heavy, tyrannical arm of the federal government being used against Patriots. And you've got the recent thing with the FBI's uh, investigative guidelines on militia violent extremists, and some of the indicators include people who use and they, they list specific quotes from Thomas Jefferson. They actually quote the Bill of Rights, the Gatson flag, right? The let me uh, let me inter- let me inter- yeah let me interject you there. We're talking to John Guandolo from un- Understanding the Threat. So ba- basically, and I'm glad you brought that up. I'm trying to look at uh, there was some questioning of Ray today, uh, who um, has absolutely should not should have been fired by Trump, in my opinion. Um, he he was, uh, but what. What John Guandolo is talking about here to refresh your memory, the FBI whistleblowers, including Stephen Friend out of out of Florida, um, was talking about how they were using Facebook and social media and actually using pro-America traditional quotes and even from our founders as justification that this is what as they as they were going around to all the field offices and cooking the books and pretending uh, that there was a greater number of, quote, DVEs, domestic violence extremists out there. They were actually scouring social media, like shutting down Stephen Friend's wife. Wife's account, and they're actually, they've actually declared. Correct me if I'm wrong, John Guandolo, but they declared as part of the counterterrorism unit that what the definition of as a DVE is somebody who questions the outcome of an election, is somebody who believes in limited government, is somebody that believes in our founders, and that should chill everybody. And let me remind everybody again: in 2017, and Mike Pence was responsible for what happened to Michael Flynn. And I said, if don't don't ignore this, Americans, because you MAGA people because if they can do this to Michael Flynn, they'll do it to you. And here we are. I've only got a few minutes left with you, John Guandolo. You know people still within the FBI. I believe the FBI should be dismantled because I think it's unrecoverable. Am I wrong? So that's a that's a two-part question. You believe okay. it should be, uh, is it unrecoverable and should it be dismantled? I will just say this. Uh, dismantling the FBI is one of the 45 communist goals. And so I always take, I would go very slow there. I will say uh, uh, I have uh, made, I made recommendations when I was at the DOD of uh, basically standing up 
a governmental organization that would be extremely small. And when I say extremely small, less than a couple hundred people whose whose sole focus was to dismantle the communists and Islamic movements in the United States and go after their funders. You could do it with a very small number of people that could be uh, with the right title authority. So I would just say the only thing I would put the brakes on is anytime you do the, something that the commies want done, I would put a brake on it. Now, is the FBI recoverable? Parts of the FBI are. I think the counterintelligence and counterterrorism divisions are so corrupted. Uh, I was asked this question by a guy who was a former number three at the Bureau, and I said, I do not believe they're recoverable, those parts of the FBI. So could we maintain an FBI that focused on criminal and we actually create a new counterintelligence? Because we don't have a functioning counterintelligence apparatus in the United States today. No. So that's my answer. If I could just one quick thing. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the reason we at Understanding the Threat do what we do is because we were the first and we remain the only organization in the West training communities to identify individuals and organizations that are part of everything you and I have been talking about and things you talk about outside of this discussion, how to flush those people out of your local community and, very importantly, how to reestablish a Republican form of government at the county level that has as its bedrock the founding principles that, that are the only way we can maintain this republic. People have got, I, you cannot look at the federal level and spend more than 10 minutes there. You've got to fix your county, yeah. your school board, your city council, your chamber of commerce, your churches that have been corrupted mm-hmm. and weak, cowardly pastors and put real you know, men of God in there to restore the basic principles in your local community and fortify your county before you worry about anything else because it all begins there and we're the only ones in the West doing it. So I encourage your listeners, go to understandingthethreat.com and you know ask us to come into your community because things are taking off now mm-hmm. and uh, it is getting worse and worse by the week. And the quicker communities get their counties fortified, uh, the more likely it is we will be able to actually maintain our or reestablish the republic. But it's gonna it's gonna be done at that level if it's done at all. And we know that we've made great strides. Actually, was it the red wave that was absolutely you know as expected? No, but that doesn't mean we didn't win city council races across the country. That's right. It doesn't mean we didn't win governorships. It doesn't mean we didn't win congressional races like Kevin Kiley here in California, MAGA candidate. Who would have thought? And he was a fighter man. I mean, he just took it to Gavin Newsom, and he showed he's like a little mini Trump, like twenty eight years old. You know, I don't even know if you know who Kevin Kiley is. I mean, extraordinary. So we 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 have had some wins here and we've got a lot of work to do and one of the things I want to leave with 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 the with the listeners to piggyback on what you're saying John Guandolo is that we can we've got to stop expecting the knight on the white horse to ride in and save America whether you want Trump in 2024 you think heavy D DeSantis is the dude to do it we've got to stop expecting everybody we got to get active ourselves Right. We yep. got to be running for office. And when we're office holder, or even when we're not, we've got to be pushing to do our part at the local level. And it begins with working with uh, understanding the threat. Thanks for being here, John Guandolo. I appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. Now, we are going to take a little trip down to Mar-a-Lago. We didn't get a chance to be there in that great ballroom last night to hear this amazing speech, but our next guest was. We tried to bring him on last night, and he got stuck in the wrong room. (laughs) He will be with us, Adam Weiss, when we come back from the break. Don't go away. A.K., Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. We the people, babies. We the MAGA people. Glad to have you guys here with us rolling into our final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show with a guy we promised... Uh, to bring on last night from Mar-a-Lago. He got trapped in the wrong room, couldn't be on, but we got him tonight, not as long as we would like to have him, but he joins us, Adam Weiss. He's a political strategist and CEO of AMWPR, here to tell you guys, here to take y'all into that amazing room in Mar-a-Lago and tell you what happened. Hi, Adam Weiss. Thanks for being here. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me. So what was it like? Take us into the ballroom in Mar-a-Lago for this extraordinary evening. What, What do people who weren't there need to know? I mean, when I was going up, I didn't know what to expect. I don't know if it would be 50, 80, 200. About, I'd say it's about good five, four to 500 people, a mixture of, you know, the members that are at Mar-a-Lago, you know, certain members, lots of top, top influences that you might see on Instagram, Twitter, from around the country, some of the biggest influence, some of his ex-administration officials, and and the amount of – about 500 media types, just mm. wall-to-wall media. Wow. So it was, electric, it was an electric room. It was a great room to ne- to network earlier yeah, before that- the president came in and started. So uh, that was a good part of it. And it was just a really exciting night, historic night. How did you get and- to How did you get to go? Somebody reminded me on Monday. I was I just happened to be in Miami, and I was leaving Monday night back to New York. And then some, I got a few texts. Are you going to President's speech? I forgot all about it. Are you going to President? That's uh, what I said. And then I said I just texted a few high level people and asked, and somebody got me on the list. It must and be nice to know some high level people, Adam Weiss. And it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the buzz? Because I don't know how many people. I, it's hard for us to gauge as much as the establishment has done with their with the uniparty system, with the mouthpieces in the media to try to tell us that MAGA is no longer a movement. What do you what what is the buzz that you hear from inside that room and beyond about the support that Trump has? There's a poll out today that's, you know, a magically they had a poll out like five seconds after the Trump announcement. Right. That DeSantis, you know, has the support. I mean, you know, what's the what was the buzz in the room? I mean, how many people were there because they really support Trump versus they just want to be there for this historic announcement? How do you perceive the strength of the movement? I think it's still strong because I, you know, the same way I was in this, you kind of get get stuck in this bubble mm-hmm. because I'm in the media business and I'm reading so much media. And I'm like, is it going down? You know, you start reading and you start thinking, wow, you know, the way the amount of negativity towards them. So I called a few, you know, a couple of an ex cop friend of mine who retired, who's a big Trump fan, and another co- colleague of mine, and they just said we're still with them 100 percent. Because sometimes you gotta, you know, you have to go to the, you know, outside of the media bubble to ask people's opinion, and the crowd last night was still with them, and I think the base will still be with them mostly. I don't know, I don't know how much support 
DeSantis really has because this the last couple last week it's been like an avalanche of positive press for him, which is unusual for any Republican conservative. Mm-hmm. So it's you know once if he was if he did announce, would they still give him that positive press mm-hmm. just to take down Trump? We don't know, right? Because you yeah. know if he was the candidate for office, he's not going to get glowing press. No, of course not. When he was governor, they tried to take him down. How dare you keep businesses open? How dare you allow people not to take it back? So it was. They blamed him for the hurricane, Adam Weiss, that his aunt, because he wasn't on board with climate change, he caused Hurricane Ian. If anybody out there thinks that DeSantis is going to get a pass and be treated, you know, decently, absolutely not. That's insane. A couple minutes left. What stood out from you from the speech? I mean, what stood out was his calmness. He wasn't, you know, I've been to so many speeches and usually a little bombastic, making jokes, throwing people are, people are bar, saying today that, that people are saying today, though, that that's that's a bad thing, that he was too calm. Right. I don't I don't get it. Can he win either way? He can't win right. either way. Right. He's 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 bombastic. He's throwing jokes. He's you know, he's throwing pot shots at opposition or other candidates. And how dare you? It's non not presidential. He gets criticized. He doesn't do any of that last night. And he's boring. Yeah, I don't think we look. To, I don't think we look to our political leaders as entertainment figures. We go to concerts for that. We watch pop culture. We watch movies. We don't look politicians to be entertaining. And all of a sudden, now mm-hmm. Trump's being called boring. Yeah, if that's the only thing, so much. right? If that's the only criticism they have of him today, then it, he knocked it out of the park. Right. Um, if politicians are boring. That's every day of the week. Yeah. Um, 30 seconds. What if you could give Trump advice for his campaign going forward? What would you advise him to do? You're a strategist. I would say keep up the measured tone. Stay calm. Be your personable, personable self, because even last night, you're still entertaining. You're still talking about your record, your accomplishments. You could be Trump and be that way because at the end of the day we're such a polar we're still such a polarized country that you have to win independence and that's the way you do it by last night right you know well i thank you for being here i'm envious wish i'd been down me. there at mar-a-lago thank you for being next here tonight time, next 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 time i'll call you, we'll call right. you <laughs> very good thank you adam weiss thank i appreciate you. it thank you Andrew. bye-bye all right um how did the markets react what's the economic response to this Trump presidency. I mean, here comes a guy who ushered in the greatest economic revival in the history of the country. And but for him, COVID would have absolutely run us into a depression. Yeah, but it I didn't. haven't checked. My guess is they had to have reacted in a positive manner. Well, we'll see, because one of the things that's interesting, we've got Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, coming up with us next. One of the things that's interesting is a lot of people, there's been this false narrative pushed that the Republican Party is the party of Wall Street, when really what you should have realized after George W. Bush and Barack Obama with the Wall Street bailout, that it's really the lefties in the government that love um, that uh, love the Demo- the Wall Street really loves the Democrats. We're going to find out what Dave Elhoff has to say about it when we come back. Don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.